When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Rest is History question episode. Well, what? History. Did I say history again? History. I've just been listening to it. I've just been listening to the Rest <laughs> is History. On the fucking, that's mad how it gets into your head, doesn't it? That's the, oh, silly old twat. <laughs> Keep that intro in. Keep it. <laughs> that is fucking brilliant. That would be class. You just said what we were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, let's have another go. Welcome to The Rest is Football uh, with me, Gary Lika, Alan Shearer and Micah Richards. Um, it's the question episode. Got a good place to start, actually, um, for what I'll explain are obvious reasons, because I've, we've got a, actually a number of questions from a certain Danny Baker, who um, is one of the reasons that we're doing this podcast now, um, because it's how Goalhanger, uh, our business, um, started getting into podcast uh, i used to do one with with danny um it was kind of a a fan and footballer podcast called behind closed doors it's the first uh, time we ventured into the the genre and we started to think there's something in this um podcast game and here we are i don't know it must be seven years later um we're still doing podcasts um and and lots of them including of course the rest is history <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right you stupid old fool this is very, very typically Danny Baker in the amount of questions he's asked and um, in the way that they're asked. Have you ever had a parking nightmare before a game? I think that's quite quickly. Well, you normally arrive on a team bus, it, although in the home games in, I don't know about you, but in our day, you used to drive to the to the ground yourself. I still think they do it in some teams with home games, but you're in the car park, aren't you? <laughs> or have any of you never been allowed in a car park? <laughs> No, we, uh, we used to uh, we used to drive quite a bit to the uh, to the home games, but as you know, with my timing, I was always petrified. Can you imagine? Can't, I'm sorry, I'm I'm late. How <laughs> early did you get to the ground? Now, oh, if we were, if we were meeting at um, half one, I would be there at half twelve. <laughs> of course, you would. Can you imagine being late for a match? No, <laughs> I, I used to have a recurring dream that I couldn't get all my shin pads on and my boots on in time um, to get out onto the pitch. <laughs> I don't know what that says. Some therapy person will sort of sort that out for me. Um, during a match, are you aware that you're on the telly? Oh, good question that, isn't it? Yeah, that's good questions. Um, no, you're not aware. You just... Well, you know you're on the telly, but you're not thinking, oh, is my hair out of place? Well, Micah <laughs> might be. <laughs> Here you go. When was the first time you were on the telly? Ooh. Mine was match of the day. I think I was about 19. I'd broken into the Leicester team. It was at Villa Park, which is my bogey ground. I never scored out my whole career there or won a game there with the exception of Everton semi-final in the FA Cup when I was injured and missed it. And 
on match of the day that night, I missed an absolute sitter, knocked it over the bar from about Did four you? yards out. <laughs> yeah, got hammered by my family. Who, who was the pundit? Are the pundits oh, then? Crikey, I remember. Cri- this, this is like a lifetime ago. More than a like, uh, this is this is forty odd years ago. Thirty-four, Mike. How the fuck's he going to remember that? Match of the day didn't start in nineteen sixty-four, so everyone knows you're lying. Uh, when the, what, can you remember the first time you're on the telly? Was there anything pre-football? Yeah, there was a. I was the ball boy for Kevin Keegan's testimonial at um, at St James's Park. I don't know whether you remember. You probably won't. But I actually flew away in a helicopter. Helicopter came down, yeah. picked them up, and away. And I was the one of the ball. You were the boys, helicopter the driver. <laughs> I wish yeah. pilot even. And um, <laughs> and I remember. There's, there's still got the little footage now where I'm chasing the Kevin Keegan around the pitch when he's saying his goodbyes. And I remember going home and seeing it the next day on uh, on television. There I am. Television. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Mikey, you'll know. When uh, were you first on? No, I don't. I mean, I mean, it was football. But I mean, probably Crime Watch was always... <laughs> <laughs> Chapel Town was always on Crime Watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would have been in a distance somewhere, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do all Danny's questions because he hogged the whole thing. But there's, there, there's one more. It says, have you ever lost a medal? Well, I've only had one, so what, I've, I've still got it. I know where it is. <laughs> I'm not, I've not got many more. Oh. I've no idea where my Copa del Rey medal is, or even really? if we got a medal, or what. I can't even remember. Yeah, you can't into remember it then. where your medal is, Gary. What the most prestigious medal you are well, one of? Well, what that if, you have. What, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, Copa del Rey. I don't know where it is. I don't even know if you got a medal. Well, you need to do your homework and go and find I, out. I'm going to find out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Next one. The nightmare of friends or relatives asking for tickets. I mean, that's always been a ball ache, hasn't it? It's really? an absolute nightmare. There's, there's many nightmares you can have with tickets because what happens is basically on the day, you get into the first team and so many people want to come. And you get so much free and the rest you have to buy. And buying for families, okay, as we know. But I remember, and you two might not remember this, Gary and Alan, probably for your son, Gary, uh, Harry. There's Harry's a thing here, called right beside me, producer was, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> producer Harry. There's a thing called MSN. So there was MySpace and, and MSN and Facebook. He's nodding. And, and it was on one of those platforms anyway. So, That's messages, Gary, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you said it, you silly old fool. <laughs> so anyway, on these platforms or whatever you're doing, you can get friend requests. So I get a, a friend request from someone, I think the name, was, she was called Maria Suarez. And Maria was, Suarez. Yeah, Maria mm. Suarez. Something like that. Something exotic. You know, it's an exotic name. Maria Suarez. Um, so anyway, I get a, a message request from this Maria Suarez. Oh, yeah. Thing. I think, okay, I'll accept that. <laughs> so we get talking. Where are you from? Blah, 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 blah. I think she said Spain, but she's over in England. This, that, and the other. She said, um, as it goes... I'm a Manchester City fan, so I'm thinking, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm, back, I'm back then, Man City weren't great. So I'm thinking, mm, is someone having me over here? But she said, I'd like to come to the game. So 
I buy a two tickets because I've give all my tickets to my family. Yeah. And I get a two players lounge tickets. You're a smoothie on your mic. That's taking so, a big chance though. You know how to <laughs> rock and roll, <laughs> don't <laughs> you? <laughs> Were you catfished, Micah? <laughs> Tell me you're catfished. <laughs> so, so after the game, and you know, you know when, I don't want to say, you know when someone you like comes to the game, you know, a partner, whatever that may be. You're doing the most out here. You're doing skills. I got man of the match in that game. I, I was on fire. So back in them days, you had a suit on. I was dressed to the nines, club suit. I pop into the um, to the players lounge. You know, you're, you're looking around and whatnot. And I'm thinking, can't see it anywhere. Can't see it anywhere. So I'm thinking, all right, I'll, I'll wait on. 10 minutes goes by, half an hour goes by, an hour goes by. <laughs> I've, I've logged on to the MSN and she's only gone and blocked me. <laughs> she thought you played shit. <laughs> so I'm thinking, what has gone on here? So obviously you speak to the lads and said, oh, does anyone know this girl? Basically she asked me for tickets and the players lounge and all that. And I'm not exaggerating, Four of the other lads had the same text from a fake account and she managed to swindle about 10 to 12 tickets and 10 players lounge. And somehow, just till this day, I don't know who swindled us, but it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, should, we, should we tell him now, guys, it was us or not? Uh, I think we should keep it from him for a while, Alan. Uh, Alan, or otherwise known. Maria, Maria. <laughs> How long did it take you to get from the pitch into the players' lounge? Yeah, you did it on the shower, like you put, put your best smellies on and everything, did you? Oh my, I was dressed to the nines, Alan. Fresh it. haircut, shoes, shoes, the lot. Man of the match as well. I love it. Oh. Um, last question from Danny. Is there one miss, one mistake, one decision that still haunts you? Yes, fucking Brazil penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Over to you. Simple. When you swear, it is a beautiful well, thing, you know? It, 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 <laughs> I think, I mean, I'm not as good as sweary Al, but I, I think sometimes it adds a little bit of emphasis if you don't overuse it. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I was trying my very best on Saturday night, you know, I was because I was thinking I was oh, that yeah. excited with Newcastle's performance. I think, <laughs> don't swear, don't swear. This is this this is not our podcast. <laughs> there was one decision from a referee, which you know about, mm. Howard Webb. Well, we've spoken about yes. that when I was the uh, at, at Newcastle, and um, one miss, oh, my penalty miss against Sunderland at St James's Park. Fucking hell! Uh. <laughs> As you mentioned, uh, Newcastle there, Alan. Um, got one here from Dave Singh. Hi, guys. Love the show. I've just moved around the world and listening to all of you makes me feel like I'm back home in the pub chatting football. So thank you. And thank you for the kind words. And it's a question for you, Alan. Did Alan think he was going to be made permanent Newcastle manager after relegation? Yeah. You did, didn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I was... Um... <laughs> I, was, I shook hands on a deal. Um, I was told I was going to be the uh, the manager. We agreed everything and, with Mike um, Ashley. Yeah, we'll and we'll be in touch. And um, I'm still fucking waiting for the call. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got a call about I don't know three or four three or four days later to say there's um there's a there's a there's an issue with the bank. We'll be in touch. <laughs> what are we? That was in what two thousand nine. I'm still waiting for that call. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible bank problem there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, the answer to that is yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 that's wow. superb. Um, got one here from Carl McFerrin. Ajax 95, United 99, Barca 2010, all great teams with a good number of academy players. Will we ever see successful teams with heavy academy influence again in the modern game? Um, I would say possibly the modern, well, the current, I should say, Barcelona side. Again, are producing what? Pedri, Gavi, Yamin Yamal, Balde. The left back is is fantastic. And there was... Uh, Fatty. Fatty, who's now on loan at Brighton, um, who could obviously return and and do good things. And there was a, a new player mm. that played in his debut, didn't he? And came on and scored, what, in like 15 seconds or was, something? Yeah, I saw that. Yes, um, was it yesterday, was it? Yeah, I think his name was... I don't know how you say it. G-U-I-U. Could be Gooey. Gooey mm. would be brilliant, Waves. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't... Um, it's not obviously a Spanish name, but um, so maybe Barcelona. I think with the infrastructure um, in top flight academies, uh, how things are structured, uh, how they work nowadays, then yeah, I would think that because of what's been spent and will continue to be in, in the top flight academies, mm. then they're going to produce more and more and keep on producing. So yeah, I would I would say so. Yeah, Micah. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure, guys. I think with the amount of money that's in football now, um, a player gets to a certain age, 16, 17, and one of the big clubs comes and just buys them. If you look at someone like Foden, if he didn't have Bernardo Silva or Kevin De Bruyne in front of him, I think we would have seen a lot more of his qualities. So I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, one more question before we take a break uh, from John Parkin. Uh, I was in the seats in the row behind Big Meeks on the terraces in the West Brom end back in 2008. He was supporting his mate Ishmael Miller. Did Gary or Alan ever go to a game uh, where they were in amongst the paying public whilst they were players? Um, I think I did when I was very young, but I need to get... What, what's this, Meeks? Is this true? I, I keep telling you, Gary, I'm the man of the people. That's why the people love Big Meeks, because they can relate to me. <laughs> I wouldn't want to sit behind you. You wouldn't see the game. <laughs> so it was earlier in my career, and I was good mates with Ishmael Miller. He was an academy graduate. He was a year above me, and he didn't quite make it at Man City. He had a couple of appearances for him. But then he got his move to West Brom and was the main man there for a couple of seasons. So... One of the games I went to him, he scored. He scored a world. He dribbled past about three people. And I think he slotted it past the goalkeeper. And as it was on Sky, and as the camera panned to Ishmael Miller celebrating, he was coming to celebrate with me. And he just seen me in the crowd giving it all sorts. It was, yeah, it was brilliant. Maybe that was the first time you're on telly. <laughs> my, my son keeps on at me. He said, Dad, you've got to come into a Newcastle game and stand in the away end. He said, it'll be carnage. It'll be brilliant. You have to do it with me. 
I said to him, are you fucking mad? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, as good as it sounds, I would love to do it, but yeah. I'm not sure I'd see much of the game, are you? I, I, I just want to see you there with your shirt off, your belly, with your, back, with your belly out with all those Geordies swinging it around. Yeah, uh, that, would, that would be amazing. By the way, Mika, and if you're sitting in the terraces now, if you want to pop off quickly and, and, and beat the queue, um, because we're going to take a half-time break. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, U.S. Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics U.S., brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. It was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? <laughs> well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Rest is Football um, question time. And we've got a question from Hayley Ween. With the recent betting bans we've seen, first with Tony and now with Italy internationals, um, including, of course, Tonali, I was wondering whether this was something you were aware of happening back when you were playing or is it something you feel is only worse now due to availability online? Well, I imagine it's a lot worse um, now. Um, although I've had two close friends... Um, well-known friends that have had terrible, terrible problems um, with with gambling addiction. Um, one of them's no longer with us, my great friend Willie Thorne, um, the snooker player. Um, dreadful mess, dreadful problems all his life with gambling. Um, and the other is Peter Shilton, 
um, who I know won't mind me mentioning it because he's subsequently done a book about the problems, um, which is actually highly recommended if you if you want to read it. I wrote the foreword for it, and he's now trying to do things around you know the sponsorship gambling, encouraging youngsters into into that sort of thing as well. In fact, when I, I roomed with him with England. Um, it was it was fairly obvious to me that he, he had a problem. He used to kick me out the room in the afternoon so that he could make his bets on the phone, as different now, obviously, um, to his bookmaker um, while the horse racing was on. Um, I had to go. So there were occasions I sat in the corridor. Did you did you say anything to him, Gary? Or no? You- well, he was very much the senior. You know, I was kind of new on the block. I mean, we became very close. We roomed together for six years, um, including two World Cups. Um, but you know, I didn't know the, the levels of it, and it's probably the, one of the reasons he didn't want me in the room to hear the, the levels of his his gambling. Um, and it's great now that he's he's clearly turned the corner and he's beat the addiction. And 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 gambling is a tough addiction to beat. I think. I, I mean, it's. I think people always think oh, addiction. It's drugs. It's drink. It's smoking. It's things like that. But addiction's a, a real deal. Um, and it's it's becoming a problem. Um obviously at the moment in football um, and some players will will be addicted and obviously it's around betting on football where the problem lies for them I guess yeah I mean I I, I don't mind a little flutter now and again whether it's on the horses or uh, football or whatever um, we always used to play cards um, at a regular card school both with um, Blackburn Southampton Newcastle and England but yeah I mean in recent times I mean, we've seen Ivan Tony and now Tonali at uh, at Newcastle, um, and it's it, it's a problem, yeah. And I hope I hope well, I really hope that um, they get the help that they need and the support that they need. I mean, obviously, it depends on the nature of the gambling things, and we're not altogether clear what that is. If you know, if you're betting on football in general, it's against the rules, so I understand that. But um, if you, I suppose if you're betting against your own team, then you've got then that that that's beyond a gambling issue, and that's that's obviously that's fraud. It is made aware to you so many times during the season as a footballer. Is it? it because yeah. it wasn't back when I played. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't no. when we were playing either, um, or when I was playing. Either, but it is but now. Is it? it is. It is now as a footballer. It is. I mean, it's told. You're told so many times, and you are aware that yeah. you just cannot. You cannot. You're not allowed. I mean, every footballer will know that you cannot bet on on any football match, let alone your own. Your own, and it is spelt out to you so many times during the season. My slight issue with with that um, is that. That the federations, whether it's the it's the FA mostly or the Premier League, um, and they have those rules, but then they've kind of happily taken gambling companies to advertise, whether it's on shirts you'll see on the perimeters around the grounds and and that sort of thing. And you think, well, come on, um, you, you need to help, not not encourage people to bet then by by doing that. Um, but it, it it's a difficult one, and it's it's and I suppose in many ways with it being an addiction do you punish them or do you get them help and it's it's a difficult problem to solve i suppose okay let's move on a question from ben i'm reading this question we don't normally just do it on individual players and whether it should be the england squad but i think he's got a valid point with this one why isn't esri concert in the england squad um i'm wary of tweeting this at half time so he's obviously watching the (laughs) villa west ham game um but he's been excellent again for villa today and it's far from the first time yet he's never even mentioned as a potential call-up he should be in there i think we've we've muted it 
in on, on match today in the past that he was on the perhaps on the periphery. He's got something though, hasn't he? He's got a point. Yeah. What is he? How old is he now? Is he twenty five or twenty six? I think yeah, he is. And he's probably um, in his prime. And he's having a he's having a really good season. Um, and he was very good yesterday as well. Um, I've got him in my team of the week, believe it or not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if he keeps on performing, he 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 won't be ignored. I don't. I think that's pretty clear. If he keeps on playing the way he is, then and he's going to get mentioned. Um, so keep on playing well, and it, he'll he'll be getting there. I think it was just because of I think uh, Tyrone Mings when we go to to Villa. He was the one who would get the plaudits because he was uh, the captain, the leader. Also left-footed. Left-footed defenders always help within the squad. Can play different positions when building out from the back. Um, but yet in terms of consistency for what he's done over the last couple of seasons, he definitely... I had the same conversation about Tamori at AC Milan, why we, he was not getting a sniff and then he's had a sniff now. So... All he can do is keep knocking on the door, but yes, he should be in the next squad, I think. Okay. Question from Carla. Start, bench, sack. This is the defender's edition. And she's gone with Kieran Trippier, Gary Neville, Terry Butcher. <laughs> right. I'll go first. There's no way I'm not starting with Terry Butcher because I'm terrified of him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Kieran Trippier's probably got a bit more to his game than than Gary Neville, but that's it. That's a tight one. So I'll um, I'll go just Kieran Trippier because he's a lot younger. <laughs> Gary Neville, you're sacked. <laughs> you need to be careful, Mike. You'll tell him. Yeah, I know. Well, I want to see what Mike's choice is. <laughs> Start Trippier, bench Neville, and unfortunately Terry won't hear this, so that I can say that. <laughs> I'll make sure he does. <laughs> I'm going start Trippier, bench Butcher, and Sage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting though. A lot of people want to know what's Gary Neville like. I mean, I've only met him a couple of times in my life. I've seen him. He does a lot of good things, and um, he's obviously very smart uh, and an excellent pundit. What's he like as a lad? He's a really, I think it's like anything. So when I first met you two, you have a certain aura about you because you respected within the game. Gary Neville has that as well, even though he's quite self-deprecating when he's talking about um, himself as a player and he could never do this or do that. But he's really intelligent. He's obviously a great pundit because he's really insightful. He studies the game and he's just a, all-round nice guy. He's a workaholic, isn't he? He's just always doing something. He he can never stop. He's trying to to change the world and fair play to him. Um, Mark Sheiky asks, how much sponsored gear did you wear as a player? Did you ever fake the brand because you had your own preference? E.g. everyone knows Puma Kings are the best. Other boots are available. <laughs> <laughs> Umbro was all, all throughout my career. That's all I ever wore from 17 when I made my debut to two, three months before my... 36 birthday to 35 I always wore Umbro boots Umbro Speciali 
black ones or black and white ones. The, the boots were great. I used to love the boots. The gear wasn't the best. Some of the tracksuits that I had to wear, oh, I look back now thinking, fucking hell, honestly. But uh, Umbro was always for me, always right through my career. Umbro? Umbro, Micah, yes. Shite! <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting any free Umbro gear now from now on. Oh don't, get us, don't get us sued, Micah. <laughs> okay, it was shit, not shite. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Umbro, that, this is what I mean about... I don't know, straight-laced, Alan Shearer, prim and proper, Umbro, ready-salted crisps. That's just you <laughs> to a teaser. There's it? nothing wrong with ready-salted crisps if they're walkers, Micah. I had a meeting once with Adidas. They wanted to uh, They wanted to, do, um, to come in and get me out of my, uh, out of my contract with Umbro. They offered, it, I don't know, they offered so much money more than Umbro, but I was just too loyal. Oh, Adidas boots were great, Al. I used to, I wore those for a, for a long time. Mike, I wore Adidas stand finders all his yeah. career, didn't he? <laughs> Fucking first row stand finders. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Adidas stand finders. <laughs> I was, um, I yeah, I wore Adidas for years and then towards the end of my career, I switched to um, Quasar boots. Right? Remember that, Because yeah. I didn't turn down the big offer the <laughs> Asked me to switch, and and in all honesty, I can say it now because they're no longer. They, they were Micah, a bit shite. Um, it, what were the Adidas ones? Were the World Cup Adidas oh, with the three oh, stripes? Yeah, the three. Yeah. They're beautiful. Well, all Adidas have got three stripes, Alan. For crying I know, I know but there was those three Haven't white. Was it Adidas? I think yeah, the Copa World Mundial. Cup ones, you're thinking of Copa Mundial? Yes, yeah. I had some of those at the World Cup, and the, they were the rubbers. But I had the um. The stud version was that they were great boots. And then I, I got this deal with Quasar and um, it was taking a bit of time to... to um, Gary, sorry. What? Sorry to stop you, but what? Qua Quasar? Qua I, thought that, I thought that was a fucking crisp as well. Quavers. Quavers. They're walkers as well. Alan. That's okay. Right. You can mention that. What's, yeah, well, Quasars were... Um, can you remember boots called Patrick? Yeah. Yes, Keegan, Kevin Keegan, the guy that made Keegan's boots for Patrick did Quay's boots for me. Ah, it, was a, okay. it was a new brand that sadly is no longer with us. Um, <laughs> and I, this is this is a true story. I wore them. They'd done if, all the money on you, Linegar, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. finished them off. Well, not quite that, I don't think. It was probably the quality of the boot. They were a little bit, let's say, heavy. Not quite diver's boots, but not. <laughs> not. And I wore them the first time England against Spain in the Bernabeu. And I scored four goals. No. Now, admittedly, two were headers. But in the last 10 minutes of the match, the soul was hanging off. <laughs> the soul was hanging off. I mean, and I thought, I can't, I can't say there's a problem with the boots because this is the big launch. This is the first game. <laughs> so I played the last 10 minutes of that game with a, like a floppy soul. <laughs> True story, that. Which is a bit mad. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Question here from James Johnson. What is the most embarrassing thing you've had to do for sponsors? There's one for you. Um, that, what? A, the questions have been firing yeah, today, right. haven't they? I, 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 I'm not going to do this. Am I, Come am on, I... do it, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> do it, please. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is this was awkward, right? So we're going back a long time. I'm about 21 years old and I've got a sponsored car at Leicester City. Um, and it's a Fiat Uno and it's got my name on the side of the car all over it. Like Gary Lineker drives Fiat Uno. Bit red car. Um, there's a picture of it somewhere. 
In fact, um, I'll get producer Harry to find it now. Um, and um, so I had this car, and this is a little bit awkward because I've just remembered that Harry's mother, um, yes, is it part of this story? Okay, so so we're driving the car. I've got uh, Michelle. Um, I, we were then dating, and we we were driving home from somewhere, and we kind of went down a little country lane, you know, and uh, parked up and Ooh. just had a little bit of kind of. <laughs> Let's see, as, as Harry's here, a little bit of a kiss and cuddle, but the fact, the fact, Harry, you are one of four children suggests that you know what went on with your mother and I on occasions. So we'd go down this thing and we're just having a little bit of, you know, a kiss and a cuddle and all that and all that. And um, the car starts steaming up and suddenly get a knock on the window. All right, Gary! <laughs> I've got the bloody name on the car. Jesus. Oh, my God. Anyway, I'm going to show you. I've got a picture here. There you go. I don't you can see it. There you go. Amazing. There's the car lock. Look at The fucking windows are still steep. Look at him. Look at his gear. Is that why Harry's middle name is Fiat? Uh, I had one with uh, uh, you probably be able to get it as well Harry I think it was Fal Falmers I think it was the, they had me in triple denim a denim <laughs> triple denim jacket denim shirt and denim jeans what a cock I looked honestly <laughs> <laughs> well with that head you always look like that anyway so <laughs> uh, Micah no there's none can't get compete with that. no <laughs> no one I, sponsors him I, I oh. still work <laughs> Hang on a minute, you're on I every advert work. on television nowadays. <laughs> exactly, I still work with my sponsors. I'm not about to chastise them. Oh, blimey. <laughs> Harry's it, found it. He's found it. it. Is Here it Farmer's Harry? Here we go. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Was it Farmer's? Uh, um, was it Farmer's? He's checking. Farmer's, yes, it is. Uh, my God. Uh, that's Triple brilliant. We'll, we'll we'll get um, our team to put those pictures up. Um, if you listen to the podcast version, you'll see it for yourself on uh, YouTube. But we'll make sure you you do on social media. Um, one minute though, before before we go, what was the link? I didn't have another one, Alan. The lingo. <laughs> what was it? Lucasaid. <laughs> Lucasaid. Yeah, I did Lucasaid. Yeah, what delivers fluid and energy fast, so you're always ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. That you've remembered it. Oh, what a, what a great way to finish um, this um, edition of our questions. And um, well, goodbye from me. I'm going off to. I'm going to sit in my Fiat for a while. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye from me. Jesus. Ta-da. Oh. Oh, thanks. <laughs>